Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for this blessed opportunity in your presence. Speak to us in these few moments that we have. Let us live here blessed. Let us live here encouraged. Open our eyes to behold wondrous things from your word. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated, please. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Well, um, if you are here last week, I started to share with you on um, he that hath. All right. I started to share a short series on he that hath. And we identify what we call traits. Is that not so? We read a scripture from Mark chapter 4 verse 25. The Bible says, for he that hath to him shall be given, and he that hath not from him shall be taken even that which he had. Amen. So we saw this beautiful scripture which tells us that Jesus is saying that when somebody has, they get more. And the one who doesn't have, even the little that he has left is taken away from him. And I said that this scripture sounds unfair because you would expect that the one who doesn't have will get a little more. You see, you just get some help because the one who already has doesn't really need. Do you get it? Uh-huh. But Jesus put the scripture in the Bible for a reason, which means that it applies and it's true. And we are looking into why it is so. And we said that the reason why it is so is that he that had has some things that he does or she does that makes what he, ha- he has increase. And he that had not also has some traits that make what he, make him the way he is. Amen. Hallelujah. That make him the way he is. So I said, we want to look at these traits so that we can develop them and, and have them in our lives so that we can have. All right? Am I getting through to you? So we read First Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Uh, I said a trait is a distinguishing characteristic or quality, especially in a person's nature or character. Amen. In a person's nature or character. First Peter chapter 1, reading from verse 5 to it says, Beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to your virtue knowledge, and to, your, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. Amen. So here, Peter lists a, couple, a number of traits here. I think about nine of them or, or a number of traits here. He says, let us just keep adding to these traits, okay? Then he explains why. He says, if these traits 
these characteristics, these characteristics or qualities be in you and abound. They make that you, you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Peter explains to us that these things, number one, they must be in you. Number two, they must abound. Now, their presence in abundance or in large quantities or in copious numbers ensure that you don't become unproductive, you don't become unfruitful, you don't become barren. Barrenness speaks of an arid land of unproductivity and unyieldedness. Amen. When we say something is barren, it means that it doesn't produce, it doesn't yield. It, a life that is barren is a life that is not successful. It doesn't progress. It doesn't move forward. And I'm saying that this applies to everything we do from your career, your Christian life, your relationship. They apply. There are people who are barren at relationships. Amen. I said there are people who are barren at relationships. And they are barren at relationships because some character traits do not exist in them, or even if they exist, they do not abound. Amen. They do not abound. Beauty is not enough. Do you get it? Beauty is not enough to keep a relationship or a friend. When I talk about relationship, I don't mean beloved. I just mean normal relationship. Beauty is not enough. Some of you are relying on your beautiful face to make a relationship exist. It's not enough. We see what Mike Maddox said, what you keep seeing, you stop seeing. Do, do, do you understand? Uh -huh. if, 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 if it's your beauty you are relying on, as we see it first time, we say, wow. The second time, the wow goes down. Do you see into Wow. The third time, wow. The next, wow. The, after that, that's it. Do you get it? In economics, it is called diminishing marginal utility. Do you get it? Diminishing marginal returns is when you do something, the product, like the result that comes the first time, then the next is going down. That's diminishing marginal returns or diminishing returns. But diminishing marginal utilities, the, the satisfaction it gives you. Do you see the satisfaction that thing gives you? Am I right? Yeah. The usefulness to you, the satisfaction, utility, the satisfaction you derive from it. So if I were to give you 10 cans of Coca-Cola, the first one you drink will give you a certain great satisfaction. It will make you go brrrr on a sunny day. If you drink, you see, your whole body shakes. Wow. Then the second one, your body will shake, but it will shake at a tempo you can control. So maybe even only your upper body will shake, but your lower body will not shake. So the marginal utility, which is the difference in you, marginal means difference. Margin, don't write in the margin, means leave this place alone. So marginal, the difference in utility, satisfaction. Do you see? It will go down. By the third can, your tummy is even getting full. So you will see the same coke, same chemical composition with the same amount of 
sugar and everything, when you drink it, there's no more shaking. By the time you get to the sixth bottle, it's even an, or the sixth can, it's even an irritation because now you are full. How many of you have eaten after you get to a certain point, you don't feel like eating anymore. Then they say, oh, finish the food. And then it's like, you are forcing, you are sacrificing. You are, that's how it is. So that's what we call diminishing, which is it's coming down, marginal difference, utility, satisfaction. Clap for me, clap for me. This is just to inform those of you who are in school that we have also gone to school before. Uh-huh. And we understand what we were taught. Amen. Do you get it? So I'm saying that some, some, some qualities must be, I'm talking about even relationships, some qualities must be in you to help you sustain a relationship. So your beauty alone, it will go through what we, this, this, this Coca-Cola explanation, diminishing marginal utility. We'll see it one after about three weeks. When we see you, you are like a boy. It makes no difference. Yeah. Do you get it? <laughs> so, in, in, with the beauty, add to it something. You see, that's a, add to your to, 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 uh, diligence. Add faith. Add, so, with your beauty, then you add some nice talking. Do you get it? Then, to the nice talking, you add some. In fact, to the beauty, you add some smile. Yeah. Look, a beautiful girl who doesn't smile is like a house without electricity. Yeah, the lights are off. It's a beautiful house, but the lights are off, so you can't, you can't see anything. When you smile, then the lights come on. Then we go, oh! Uh-huh. Then in addition to their smiles, add some nice talking, like you talk nicely. Do you get it? Nice talking. Then in addition to the nice talking, intelligent and meaningful conversation. We can't do, if we can't do anything with the conversation we have with you, we can't have any conversation with you anymore. We talk to you once, to after that, there's nothing to, there are people I meet, there's nothing to talk about. They don't have anything meaningful to say. Do, do you get it? We may all be talking about a subject, which is necessary to all of us, but you see them quite, they can't say anything, they can't contribute. Yeah, if you watch only soapies, you have nothing to contribute when intelligent people gather. You read a book. You read, you have 60 books plus 13 books. You read one to say, Bishop, I was reading this book. I saw this point. I'm not really getting it. I think it means this, but what do you also think? Then we are all talking. Then we, we are saying, no, 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 no. All you can talk about is Kumbule Kaya. Kumbule Kaya or Skim Sam. So Paul says, uh, Peter says that if these things, these good qualities are in you, and they are a lot, they ensure that you succeed, you do well. If it's church work, you do well. If it's your prayer life, you do well. If it's your school work, you do well. They make sure that you do well. So when you see somebody who's not doing well, financially, some traits are not there, or there are some, because... Positive traits lead to an increase in success. And negative traits lead to decrease and barrenness. Amen. So when you see somebody who doesn't have much, let's, let's not argue. 
Don't, even don't waste your time. Because also, people who don't have, have acquired a skill of arguing out to show that it's life that is being unfair to them. But they, because people don't take responsibility for the things they have not done. Don't you see, we write exams in class, people fail, then they say it's the lecturer, it's this, they didn't give us enough time to study, it's my mother. All kinds of, no, you are in the school alone. You are not in school with your mother. How does your mother contribute to you not passing the exam? They will blame everybody but themselves. Meanwhile, others have passed. Those same people, when you are in class with the young question, they can't answer, but they are expecting that by magic, when they write the exam, they will pass. Do, do, do you get it? Uh-huh. So I'm saying that let's not, let's not argue. Look at the results. When you look at the results, you will see that, ah, I mean, I know people who are sisters or brothers, even twins, even now, even a classic example comes to my mind, twins, you will see one has passed matric, the other one has failed. And the one who has failed is blaming the mother, as though the other twin, the mother is different. Yeah, say, oh, my mother was not there, or my mother was there. Whichever one of them. Twins. I mean, I was talking about siblings, but I just remember that I know a classic example of twins. 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 I mean, twin, twin plates. Do you know twin plates? Yeah, same mother, same father. Twins. They lived in the same womb and they came out. But. At the end, one of them will say, no, it's this thing. This. Do you get it? So I'm saying that as a church, eh, we all want to be successful. I want to be a successful pastor. I want to be an anointed pastor. I want to be a pastor of a big church. Have pastors I'm working with. Have shepherds train a lot of people. Do you get it? I want to. And the absence of it shows that there are certain traits that are not in me. Do you get it? And I'm trying to work on, so as I'm teaching what I'm teaching, I'm actually studying for myself so that these traits can exist in me. The same way I'm sure you are also, or I hope you also want to be successful. Do you get it? Yes. Or maybe some of us have arrived. Or like I said, like last week, you have arrived. So since you have arrived, do you see, or arriving, which means you have arrived a long time ago. Some of us have arrived, so it's okay. But this message is for those of us who have not arrived, so that we can number one identify positive traits, encourage the positive traits, and develop them. Yeah, identify it. Identify the trait you need to make you do well in your marriage, in your life, in your school, in everything that you do encourage it. Because sometimes if you don't know it, something is, is a good thing, you will discourage it. I mean, I remember many years ago, I used to talk a lot. Do you get it now? People will be telling me to shut up. Instead of encouraging me to talk. Do, do, do you get it? They will tell me, shut up. Shut up. Little did I know that God was building a career in me that I would grow up to be somebody who talks for a living. Do, do, do you understand? Uh-huh. So sometimes there's a good quality in you, but you don't know. Or society or the people around you or the people you are moving with make you feel that it's a bad quality. So you will not even encourage it 
so that it can develop. Sometimes even in your children. Sometimes even in your children. There are qualities, but you as a parent, in the naivety of your mind, feel that this, this one is not necessary. So kill it. I'm sure Trevor Noah, he was, when he was young, he was just telling jokes all over the place. And his parents were thinking that, ah, what a foolish child that we have had. He's only into fooling. It's like a game. The child himself is like a game. He's in the, everything is a game to this child. Little did they know that that quality in the child is going to make that child one of, one of the most famous comedians, stand-up comedians in the world. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So we are trying to identify these qualities, encourage these qualities, and also develop them because it's in developing them that they will make us successful. Somebody say amen. amen. I say it's in developing them that it will make us what? Successful. So we want to look at trait number one. Trait number one. Trait number one is... Diligence. Diligence. Because he says, besides this, giving all diligence. So that's the first one he, Peter talks about. Diligence in the fight to make sure that we are not barren. We are not unfruitful. The first thing he talks about is diligence. Now what is diligence? Diligence is a persistent and relentless effort by an individual to solve a problem, number one, number two, to overcome difficulties, and number three, to accomplish great things. I read it again. Diligence is a persistent, I said, a trait is a, is a distinguishing characteristic or quality in a person especially in the person's character or nature, okay? So we are saying that diligence is, is, is a trait that, something that is in your character, that must be in your character. And that thing we are saying must be in your character is a, a persistent, it means you never stop, you never give up. A persistent and relentless, somebody find me the meaning of relentless, and relentless effort. Persistent or relentless effort of a person. That's diligence. Persistent is like you are always pressing. pressing. Paul said, one thing I do, forgetting those things done before, I press on towards my mark. That's the first message I preached when I came here. Pressing on towards the mark. The first Sunday I ever appeared in Peter Marys, but that's the message I, I preached. Pressing on. How many of you remember? Even if you are forced to forget, God forgive you. Because I know you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it says, it's a persistent and relentless. Relentless. Who has found relentless? Re- yeah, what does it mean, Pastor Tyler? Eh, 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 eh. Unmoved. Is it unmoved? Unmoved by, unmoved by appeals, for, appeals sympathy. for sympathy or forgiveness. For sympathy or forgiveness. Okay, it's not completely so, but it's to a point. We give you 70%. 
But it's like somebody who's not moved by appeals, by things trying, please, please give me yours. Someone who is determined to do something. He's determined to do something. And refuses to give up. Refuses to give up. Yeah. Who is determined. Determined to do something, refuses to give up. No matter how much say, it's so easy to kill you too. Even those your talkings even make the person grow wilder to press on. Refuses to give up. And says, makes and make a, a, a persistent means a never stopping, never giving up effort to overcome a problem. To solve a problem, number one. I gave you three things. To solve a problem, to overcome a difficulty. And to accomplish great things. That's diligence. Somebody who works hard. Never giving up. Never. If you have watched Rambo before. He never gives up. He never. He fights to the end. Yeah. He's the one who said. To win a war. You must become war. Yeah. He said. If you are in a war. And you want to win. You yourself. Not that you must go to war. You yourself. You must become war. Never give up. Never. Anotras nigger. Do you remember Anotras nigger? His famous, you see, when you watch James Bond, his famous line is, the name is Bond. James Bond. Do you get it? It's, it's in every James Bond movie. And then that's one. Um, shaking, not stared. It's in every, they say it in every James Bond movie. When you watch Arnold Schwarzenegger, in every Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, no matter how much you beat him, you say, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, whether he's a robot, he's a human being, he say, I'll be back. Yeah. Then you see the one, I think Terminator 2 or Judgment Day or something. That's the one he said, Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> yeah. I'll be back. Never. I went to school with a guy. Look, this guy likes to fight. And he will fight with people he cannot beat. I mean, it's so obvious that he cannot beat them. But people didn't like, after a couple of fights, people didn't like fighting him anymore. Because you beat him now, then they stop the fight. You just go, you'll be sleepy in the night, then he'll come and wake you. I've come, let's continue the fight. <laughs> Where he meets you, it's like the fight is not over. We are fighting to the dead. Somebody must die before we can stop. Come and wake you. Let's like that till you give up. Till he beats you. Yeah. You must be like that to the devil that you will never give up. He pushes you around. You look at him and say, I'll be back. Some of you try something once. It's a little difficult. Then you give up. You try being a shepherd, you, one or two things, we faced you all once. He said, this shepherding thing is too difficult. It's your ministry you are throwing away in the dustbin like that. Yeah, some of you are a little growing that you grow for your head to go bald. You have given up on your ministry. Yeah. Meanwhile, you are just 32. 32. So it's not like the, the baldness is, is old age. It's hereditary. Yeah, if we take your family picture, we'll see well, Zidane is there. 
You say you are starting a business, you go to Sasa once, they say go away. No, you say ah, business doesn't work. Look, persistent, never giving up effort. Never giving up. Press. Press to the end. Persistent effort. Look, you see this video we are doing. I remember when we first tried to do it. Share. Oh. You understand share? <laughs> share means share. You see the way it sounds, that's what it means. It's, look, we tried this, then we tried, then it will trick us, then it will swerve us. Sometimes we can record the whole service when we finish, nothing has recorded. I will ask James, did the video work? Hmm. Bishop. Hmm. Then we, we went through that phase and finally now the picture works. Then now it's the sound. Hey, you see me moving, it's like I'm doing sign language. But the, the words, zero. We think that Pastor Melly is giving us sound. Meanwhile, he's not giving us anything. He's giving us silence. Yeah. Back and forth. Then James will try this, change this, redo. Even last week we were changing something. Last week. Yeah, yeah. Even for the sound to sit on a lip, then it's all going. Like when I open my mouth, sound is coming. So sometimes you see my mouth is closed, then I'm talking. Yeah. But it has taken persistence to get to where we are. And every day we are still forcing. The last one I had was the light. The light bounces on the wall and do, do you get it? So when, you, when the video comes, it's like the light is competing with me. We are working to overcome. Yeah. When you see somebody getting something right, it's, it has been through diligence and hard work. Hard work. Pressing. Never giving up. Never stopping. Yeah. If you see me preaching like this, it's been persistent working on preaching. Yeah, it's not just I woke up on Friday. Hey, I woke up like this. You think so? You think so? If it was like that, all of us would be preaching. And all of us would be listening at the same time. It would be like the stock exchange. We all is talking at the same time. Yeah, persistence. Working on it, never giving up. You preach, it doesn't land. You go and come again, you preach. It doesn't take off. You go and come again. You preach. It doesn't finish. You go and come like that. Till you reach a certain level. You have gained a certain mastery. Of what you are doing. Yeah. You preach two sermons in one service. Yeah. You see when I got to my children. Say you really surprised us today. Yeah. You this guy. We thought we were going home. Suddenly, we saw that we are in the second service. Hey! Yeah, because I mean, my son told me I, when you got up, I set an alarm for you. So when you said, "Stand to your feet," I checked the alarm. I'm like, "Hey, what's happening today?" I said, hey, "It's also part of it. It's also a skill." Yeah. If you were not here, if you go onto the podcast, you will never know that we did the service in two Sundays. 
Yeah, nicely cut, joined everything. And I intentionally finished in a sense that we can lift from here and join here and lift from here and join this. It's a skill. If you don't have that skill, you can't, you can't do. But how did they come? Persistence. Persistence. Forcing it. And every day that is going on, I'm forcing it. You don't want to force anything. You're small, beloved dozing that you have, beloved dozing. You won't force anything. You won't work hard at anything. You won't even work hard at being nice. You see, today, Bishop was telling us, brothers, there are some qualities of sisters we must learn. Yeah, I was just telling you, I don't know whether it was you or it was the other, but I was telling them, brothers shouldn't play with sisters like they are playing with boys. Yeah, even a girl, you shouldn't play with boys like you are playing with boys. If you play with boys, you will get hurt. Yeah, you will get hurt. You will get hurt. Hallelujah. So we have to, everything that you are doing in your life, your school, your job, you have to work hard. If you don't work hard, it only tends to poverty and fruitfulness. Whichever work you do, you can give me the work, whether it's church work, basenta work, basonta. If you don't do it with diligence, all your members will finish. Yeah, I was having a meeting with my my center leaders, and I told them the numbers they are mentioning to me, eh, it's like Nelson Mandela's um, prison number, 4664. Yeah, like, then somebody told me that it's even worse than that. It's like a soccer for formation. 442, it's like you are watching La Duma. It's like 442 formation, or 4231. Yeah. 4231. Eh, what does United usually play? 4231. Yeah, four, two, three, one. It's like a formation. Do, do you understand? If we don't work out, man, and if you don't rise up and work out, your numbers will just be four, two, four, two, four, two, four, two, four, two, and three, one, three, one in between, and once a while on a special Sunday five. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? So it takes hard work. Meaning not to prosper. It takes hard work. We are not ready to work. And, and like I'm saying, like I told I gave you a warning last week. Please, if you have not listened to last week's message, don't listen to what I'm saying. Because I don't want to run with people who argue with me. You will say, oh, I work hard. Look, security men work hard. They are working hard, but they are working hard too late. Hi. Yeah, they are working hard, but they are working hard too late. So they go to work for 12 hours. The time that they were supposed to work hard into their head, they did not work hard. So now they are doing overtime. That's what they are doing. So it's a lot of hours, a lot of... I've done security business. When I was in London, I was a security man. There was a point in my life in London. I was a security man. I mean, a security man. I was a security man. At, no, me. You see, there were... Yes, me now. Security man. Yeah. At an apartment. No, 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 at an apartment. Luxury, if you want to see Porsche, you see someday. All the nice cars you can think about, they are all in that place. So when I'm there, I want to release tension. I go to the car park, the park undercover, underground park, and then I'll be looking at the nice cars. I'm doing rounds, then I'm looking at the oh, nice cars. Very nice cars. Security man. 12 hours. What? I could have worked that 12 hours into my head and make that 12 hours money with two hours of work. 
So I'm saying that don't start an argument with me on, you see, I do this, I do that, I do this. If you do, you, you feel, then you have arrived. So just be at the arrival hall. Do you get it? And then let those of us who know that we have not arrived. Do you see, we have not arrived yet. Let us press. This singing you stand here to do, you have not arrived. You just say, you must be quick to obey. There's even a level of mastery which you have not reached yet. Yeah. But if you persist relentlessly, you force and you work hard. One day when you stand there to sing, I mean, you hold the whole place hostage. Nobody can move when you are singing. Because the anointing will be strong. Yeah, it will be strong. It will be strong. Everything you are doing, your business, I don't know what you do, but whatever you are doing, if you are ready to work hard, your students, if you are ready to work hard, you will see it will, it will just begin to show. It's just a matter of time. You will see, I mean, when you get some, 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 some results will never be in your, in your, in your common to you that you get 56, 62, 60. Most of you in primary school, you shouldn't be getting 60 something. Primary school and high school. Ah! Primary school and high school. No, if you are my child and you are in primary school, you are getting below 60 and things, it's, it's, it's alarm bells. Yeah, maybe FET. Because what it means is that when you enter, the place is very quiet. Why? When you, you see, for those of us who have gone to school before, you know that the higher you go, the higher it becomes. The harder it becomes. When we went to first year university, you can get some grades. But when you get to final year, it's like all those, it's almost like the lecturers have stopped giving those grades. No matter how hard you work. Yeah, it's once a while, then you hit one, boom. Then you, you smile. But generally speaking, the same effort you were using to get A or B plus. When you put in that same effort, you see C plus. You say, hey, why? What are they looking for? What do they want me to write? How do you feel like ask Jody? Yeah, I feel like Jonita, I feel like ask Jody. She'll explain it to you. Do, you. do you get it? So when it's primary school and you are playing with 62, 61, 61 and a half, and you are arguing with the lecturer, I should have gotten 63, and you gave me 62. You should even be shy. Yeah, because the higher you go. You see, like, I look at people's, when people come and show me their reports and grade 11, this type of grade 11, grade 12, I just subtract about 15 from every, like when you come, you got maths. Um, 85. I know that in the real exam, you'll get like 70. Yeah, you get easy Zulu. 80. I know in the exam, you get 65. In the matric, the one by the government. Because these are by your teachers. They know you. Like yesterday, they sent you to go and buy something. You went and came and you smile nicely. So, plus five. Oh, they would think, ah. So, I can even predict what you are going to get by looking at just looking at one day somebody sat with me with the Arabic and said, I want to do, I want to go to medical school. I said, look, stop this, your medical school. Stop it, stop it, please. Please, 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 please. This thing that is in front of me, it won't even go to lab tech. Yeah. So let us work hard. Please, students don't like me to talk about student things. 
If I don't talk about it, I know your parents are afraid to tell you. So I'm telling you for them. Parents, clap for me, clap for me. Like I said on Sunday, parents, we have to be strong so that our children can be successful. And when they are successful, they will look back and say, God bless me. Those things you talk about, eh, I want to have a relationship. This is real relationship. Your child will not be a child forever. They're being a child is just a short state. And all of us, when we were children, we didn't understand our parents. We didn't agree with our parents. But now we agree with them. Yeah, so now they are our best friends. Do you want to be their friends today and be their enemy in the future? Or you want to be their enemy supposedly today and be their friends in the future? Which one is longer? This life or eternity? Yeah, so let's be strong. Tell them the truth. And some of you children who are nasty, when you are being told the truth for your future to be great, you start, you start with arrogance and pump at your age. 14 years, 15 years, you have arrogance. At your age, as young as you are, or you have lived before, you are, you are, it's your second lifetime. Yeah, so anyway. Now, what happens to a... Four things that happen to a diligent person in nine minutes and then we close. Number one, diligence is a personal trait. So I'm saying, let's build diligence in us. You can't sit at home and watch television the whole day and prosper. You can't sit at home and be on Facebook the whole day. Every time you are updating your status, updating your brother's status, updating your sister's status, commenting on this, commenting, and prosper. Nobody prospers by that. Even Mark Zuckerberg, the Facebook guy, that's not how he prospered. Yeah, you would think that he's always on Facebook. Have you ever seen him? Why is he not your friend on Facebook? Have you seen Zuckerberg on Facebook before? You see, that's why somebody like Donald Trump, he looked very strange as an American president who's always on Twitter, every day tweeting. He looked so strange and unserious. And of course, he was already successful before he became U.S. president. So if he wants to waste it, that's his own. But it was strange. Everybody wondering, ah, how, what, why? He doesn't have anything to do that. Every day he's on Twitter, U.S. president. The most powerful man on the face of the earth. And you have time to always be on, on Twitter to the point that they have to ban you from Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, ban you from social media. Yeah, one of these days he's going to create his own social media and... Yeah. Do you, do you get... You can't. Every day you are plating your hair, your hair. You plate it in the morning this way, then in the afternoon you replate it and plate it... Prosper by that. You can't do well in anything through that. You have to build an attitude of working hard. Bible says, whatsoever your hands find to do, do it with all your might. You see a husband sitting at home doing nothing. You see a wife, she won't do anything, just gaining weight and sitting at home. (sighs) Number one, diligence is a personal trait. That makes a person rich. Four things. Diligence makes a person rich. Makes a person rich. Working at persistent and relentless effort to accomplish something great, solve a problem, overcome a challenge, 
It's a personal trait that makes a person rich. To be rich is to have abundance. Proverbs 10 verse 4, the Bible says, He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand. The person who doesn't work hard, the person who doesn't apply diligence at what he does, becomes poor. But the hand of the diligent maketh rich. The person who works hard becomes rich. Becomes rich. The one who works hard becomes fruitful. The one who works hard becomes productive. The one who works hard does well at what he's doing. The one who doesn't work hard, the Bible says he becomes poor. So the poverty, the poverty of a person's life is a revelation of how hard the person works. Yeah, it's a revelation. It's not magic. It's not mood. It's not like somebody has done mood against you. My grandmother cares me. It's not, it has nothing to do with your grandmother. The one who works hard becomes rich. The one who puts in a relentless, never giving up persistent effort in what they are doing becomes rich. And it's because I don't have the opportunity. The, the opportunity you have, how hard are you working at it? And you say, I'm waiting the day I get the opportunity at FMB, you will see hard work. The opportunity you have even in the church as a Basanta leader, as a church, as a Christian, how hard are you working at it? It will tell you. And when you see somebody who's hardworking, he's hardworking almost everywhere. Yeah, he's almost everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, somebody whose skin is hard, his skin is hard everywhere. <laughs> Any part of his body that graces you causes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Whether even his shadow. Yeah. So you can't say that, oh, you see, I'm just waiting for this opportunity. Uh, no, we will see the hard work. We will see from your school. We will see from your prayer life. We will see from your Christian. We will see in different areas. And some people are flat out lazy. Yeah, but it's not polite. I told you, I promise you that in this series, I don't want to talk about negative. negative. I'm just talking unless identify and develop so that we can have some happy times. But Proverbs 19, verse 24, the Bible says, The slothful hand, the slothful man hideth his hand in his bosom and will not so much as bring it again to his mouth. If you work hard, you will flourish. If you put your hand in your bosom, poverty will come to you. Proverbs 6, Proverbs 6, 6, Solomon tells us about the lazy man. That he went by the field of the lazy man and he saw that, hey, a little sleep, a little slumber. Poverty will come to you like an armed man or a man that traveled. I mean, he said poverty will come to you in a way you can never chase it away. Never. There are two types of people when they come to you, you can't chase them away. An armed robber, one somebody who has traveled from far away and has come. You can't, he should go back. Where should he go? He came all the way from Cape Town. How can he go back at this time of the night? 
I mean, how can he go back? Meaning, you know, he has traveled all the way. Where did you say your hometown is again? Yes, from there. He has traveled all the way from that side and he has come to you. You say he should go back. I mean, how? How should he go back at this time? No, no, at 12 midnight, how can he go back? You have to let him sleep then tomorrow. <laughs> Even the bus, it will go the next day. It doesn't go right now. Yeah. Then the second one is an armed man. Somebody with a gun. He's standing in front. I told you, people, you cannot advise. <laughs> Proud people. <laughs> Toti with a gun. And iPhone users. You can't advise them. <laughs> Anything you tell them, they say they know already. Meanwhile, they don't know. Yeah, so an armed man, you can't chase it away. It's like the poverty has it's come to live there. It's not going anywhere. With arms, if you talk to his hair, you just hit his, his belt to let you know that he's packed. So be careful what you are saying. Yeah. And some of some people build their laziness from when they are children. So poverty is stuck with them, stuck with them from the beginning. Even as they are, even their parents are scared for them growing up. Yeah, as happen, you look at them, you become afraid. Hey, is there hope for this, my child? Sometimes you see parents working extra hard. They are just making sure that this child has something, or else the way he's going. Or the way she's going. Yeah. The church is quietly nice. <laughs> or nicely quiet. Number two. Number two. Those of you are praying that my nine minutes will be up. <laughs> diligence is a personal trait. Anytime I say diligence, think of hard work, relentless and persistent effort. You say you are looking for a job, look for it relentlessly and persistently. Ah! Oh, Pastor, I've dropped my silver. If you people who say they don't have jobs, they are not looking for jobs. Yes. The way the church is crying, I know the argument has started, but <laughs> I know they are not. They are wishing for jobs, but they are not looking for jobs. Yeah. I mean, you put 10 CVs out there, and you expect the 10 CVs to be flying. Uh, if I, I may not get the time next week, but the guy who started KFC, the KFC business, he, 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 he approached 1,000 restaurants. They all said no. 1,008 restaurants. They all said no. You would have given up at 22. Even 22 is a lot. Seven. As a seven, seven, you would have given up. A pastor, I've gone, I've applied to this place and that place and I've finished. 1,008. The first person who said yes was number 1,009. Yeah. And this guy, he was 65 years old when he was doing this thing. When he started taking his KFC, his, his recipe around, trying to introduce people to the famous recipe of KFC. 1,009 before somebody said yes. Yeah. Today, KFC is everywhere in the world. 
you see people say, we are looking for jobs, but you won't move, you won't do anything, you are just sitting there, you won't grow wild and let it happen. It doesn't happen like that. Hey, there are no jobs. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah, my wife has been looking for a job over three years. We are still looking. Yeah, we are still looking. Every time we say, hey, let's try this one. Let's try this one. Let's apply for this one. Let's apply for this one. One day when, when she gets the job and she starts cruising, please, please, don't say. Don't say. Don't say. So I said, diligence is a personal trait that makes a person a leader. Proverbs 12, 22 says, the hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute. Proverbs 24, 12 says the hand of the diligent, the hand of the person, Asanda, the hand of the person who is persistent, he shall bear rule. It means he shall be the one who will hold the staff, the, the, he shall be the, the supervisor, he shall be the manager, he shall be the one who's ruling. But the sluggard, 1224, the sluggard, the lazy man, he shall be under tribute, which means he will be a slave. Through this message, God is delivering us from slavery. Shall be a slave. Work very, very hard so that you can become a leader. So that you can become a leader. Yeah. Work hard. Work hard. Work hard. I mean, if you are a boss at a place and you have four workers, three of them, they are always on there. I mean, I... I knew a workplace. Anytime I go there, they are on the phone. On the phone. Everybody's on the phone. I'll be wondering. Is it an online job? They are all on the phone. I told my wife, let's sack all the people. I started saying, let's sack all the people from 2017. Every year I'll say they won't listen to me. Every year I'll say, let's sack all the people. I said, oh, wow, oh, wow, I said, okay. The next year, when we come for annual general meeting, do you see when the partners, the directors, <laughs> we meet, me, I'll say, let's sack all the people. Then my wife will say, oh, no, yeah. I said, no problem. 2017, no, 2018, 2019, I made, my, my assertion had not changed. Like all the people, no. Then 2020, I said it again. They didn't mind me. Then COVID came to sack everybody. That's all. <laughs> yeah. COVID came to sack everybody. Yeah. I said, COVID, God bless you for sacking all these people. <laughs> yeah, so now that the, we have started again, I told my wife, let's not make the mistake of the, let's start one person. Let the person work out and sweat from their ears. Yeah, that's, work, that's how you prosper. 
Because, look, let's think about it. If you have 10 workers doing work that two people can do, why don't we employ two people that will give the, all the 10 workers to the two workers? Which one would you prefer? Because it's the same amount of time that you will spend, but you will spend it lazing around. You see, what people don't know is that as you are lazing around, you can't use the time for something else. Do you get it? As you are lazing around, you can't use that, you can't use that time. Although you are not working hard, you can't use that time. For those of you who are in school who are not working hard, are you using the time to develop a skill somewhere else? No, it's just a school time that you are wasting. So if you are in UKZN for four years, for four years your life is at a standstill. Yeah. So COVID circuit started one, two, that's all. So that at the end of the month when you are going home and your phone does peeping, peeping when you see it, then you there in the sweat of your face. Yeah, thou shalt eat bread. Yeah. Now, if you are the boss and you always come and people are just on their phones pressing their phone. And usually, in those days, anytime I can, there's only one person who's working. The rest of the people are on their phone. Say, look, then that's why the person is the principal. Yeah, the hard worker becomes the, the, the boss. You, the, you will choose the hard worker. This one works very hard. You will find a way. Use some trick. Use some clause. You come up with some clause, some trick, some, some something to make the person. You put everybody under that person. Because that's the person that works hard. The one who's always sleeping. Today I'm sick. Tomorrow I can't come. Every day. Some people can be sick in advance. Yeah. I mean, today's Monday. And you're already sick for Friday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. So somebody who works just rises to become the boss. Number three. I'm going to four, then I close. And three and four, quick. Diligence, relentless and persistent effort is a personal trait that makes a person have ideas that lead to abundance. Ideas. That make the person, the person, because the person is hardworking, they, they have ideas that lead to abundance. Proverbs 21 verse 5. The Bible says that the thoughts of the diligent. The thoughts of who? The what of the diligent? The thoughts, the thoughts, the thoughts of the diligent. Tends only to plentiness, but of everyone that is hasty, only to want. This one means tricksters, people who are in a hurry to be rich. Tricksters, they always come back to the like Mr. Lamptey we saw in the drama. Yeah. But it says the thoughts, even the ideas that occur to a hardworking person. I'll explain to you why. You see, when somebody is lazy, they are always thinking of reasons why something cannot be done. So even ideas that move people forward don't settle in there. As soon as the idea comes, they say, oh, it cannot be done. When they think of one obstacle, they discard the, they discard the idea. They think of one challenge, they put the idea aside. But when the person is hardworking and diligent, a diligent wife, you so let's make this, let's host these people. She starts to think of how it can be done. She gets ideas that make it possible. 
But a lazy wife, eh, she, when she thinks of the dishes, ah, it cannot be done. When she thinks of the cleaning, ah, it cannot be done. When she, th- any, I mean, when she, ah, the people, I even have to, when the visitors can have to engage them, I have to be talking to them, ah, I have to open my mouth to talk, open, close, open, close, ah, it cannot be done. That's hard work. Then you tell so you see, it's going to rain on that day. That day, a lot of people are going to work. And that day, the neighbors, it will disturb the neighbors. I mean, once a while, you must disturb the neighbors. Once a while. Once a while. Once a while. As soon as they think of the excuse, ah, that's it. Laziness. Yeah. But the hardworking person, the person's mind is already working hard. So the ideas that come, that settle, even as I'm preaching, like somebody met with me on Sunday, said, look, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I want to tell you that. It's like you are, all, the person said, it's like you are always there for me. I said, well, what do you mean? Because nowadays as I'm growing, I don't want people to just talk anyhow. So what, what do you mean? He said, oh, you see. Because I've not seen this person in a long time. So as I said, you see, anytime I listen to you preach, it's almost like somebody has told, it's like the questions I want to ask you when I come and listen, don't you just answer them whilst you are preaching. Yeah, so I, I don't even have to meet you face to face. Well, as soon as I see you preach, I just I say, oh, you say this, then you say this, then you say that. I say, hey, oh, then I run with it. I say, right. say, really? I say, really? I say, okay, it's also good. As I'm preaching, people are getting ideas what to do, what not to do. But the lazy man, uh, you saw we should join what flow prayer. Flow? Huh? What time? When? Why, why, why is it not on Saturday? Why is it not? Why is it so early? How long is it? From what time? That's it. Even the ideas. You see, look, lazy people think slow. No, not that they have slow thoughts. The, the thought pattern, the process. The process is like, you see, like when you have phone, the RAM. Joel, how do you say? The, the, RAM, the RAM, the speed. Uh-huh. The processing speed is slow. It's what? What gig? Two, 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 five, eight megabytes. Two, five, six megabytes. So, it, when, like, I have a phone. I have a phone like that. I have, uh, me, I have a phone like that. When you, you, you press it, you can go and eat and come before it opens. Yeah, a Huawei phone. <laughs> no, not all Huawei's are like that. I hear there are Huawei's that super highway. No, so please don't get me wrong, okay? I'm saying that my phone is a Huawei f- phone. It's, it's like a landline. When you call it, we just answer and put it down. Now, that's, why when you, that's why sometimes when you call me, I can't answer. It's not me, it's the phone. I'm answering, but by the time it answers you, you have hung up. Slow. 
slow ideas occur to them. <laughs> yeah. The ideas, number one, the ideas themselves, they come slowly. Sometimes by the time the whole idea downloads, it's like when you have a weak internet signal, the way it takes a long time to download. Uh-huh. By the time the idea finishes downloading, the time is passed. Yeah. You see the song that the girl sang, you must be quick to obey. Some people, some lazy people are slow to obey what you tell them. Slow. Slow. Some of you have given advice three years. You have still not obeyed. Yeah. I remember I was standing at the car park when I gave a certain advice. I heard a story. I said, do this. Or else one year from now, the problem will be bigger than, than it currently is. Then I walk into the church. I remember so clearly. I was wearing a gray suit on that day. I walk into the church. One year later, the problem had tripled. Yeah. So when the problem magnified or maximized, and I was told the maximization of the problem, I said, do you remember a year ago I said this? Do this now or else it's to megafy. Yeah. This one is just maxifying. Next year by now, it will megafy. You watch it and see. When you come, we go to Giga, then we go to Tita, then we are going. Nano file. I give you an advice. One year. There's an advice I gave. I'm marking it down. You watch what it will end up at. I gave this advice April 2020. I remember exactly the date. I have it in my notebook. April 2020. So if you are here, I gave you advice on April 2020. Sit up. It's like you won't wake up and work hard at it quick. Sometimes the way you work hard is by working quickly. Just boom. My time is up. Number four. The slothful man said there's a lion in the way. A lion is in the street. So it's like the excuses face the lazy man. So even when good ideas are coming, because of the, 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 the unwillingness to work and to work hard, they come up with fabulous excuses. Fabulous. Fabulous excuses. Yeah. I mean, fabulous. Excuse, you see, excuses that nobody can dispute. We, we call it the perfect excuse. You can't dispute it. I mean, if there's a lion in the way. I mean, who? I mean, today I, today I saw a video of some people driving in a game. It's an old video, but they were driving through a game reserve. And as they were, they were in the game, watching, taking pictures, watching the lion. Then one lion opened the door <laughs> to the car. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. I'm serious. Uh, since those of you feel it's, 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 the story is too flamboyant, I'll send you the video you used. Just WhatsApp me that. Bishop, just say Bishop. Don't say much. As soon as I say Bishop, I'll, remember, I'll send you the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lion. 
Lion, the, the lion one. Not Simba, Simba's, Simba's sister. Not Mufasa, Simba's sister. He used the, I don't know whether he used the paws or the teeth to open the door. <laughs> Look, it's the scariest thing you can think about. So if you say there's a lie, me, I've been to a game, a game reserve before that. I was driving in the game reserve. My car got stuck in the middle of the forest. Yeah, yeah. Look, you are not the only one who has driven a Skoroskoro car. I've driven a Skoroskoro car before, okay? <laughs> a true story. I, me, my children, my wife. In, in fact, my, my generation would have been wiped out. I'm in the middle. There are elephants, lions, all kinds of wild animals. And then the car is stuck. (laughs) Ah, Kitty, were you there on that day? Ah, You were not on that trip. Tyler, were you there? Yeah, we got stuck. (laughs) I said we got, Pastor Zolili, we got stuck. I have to be careful when I go to game game reserve because I went to a game reserve another time to a lion tried to chase us. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I was with Kitty and, and Co. Pastor Priscil and Co. Yeah. I said we were stuck in, we were in a valley like that. We were stuck. You just have to believe God that another car will come. Yeah, we had to go, we had to take a risk and go for help. Yeah. So imagine if I've been through this experience before. And I say, rise up and go to downtown and go and work. And you tell me that there's a lion there. It's a perfect answer. I'll say, oh, okay, oh no. I've seen some before. Two, two times, the one I've seen, one lion trying to chase me and my children. Then another one I'm stuck in a game replies this video. Please don't go, stay at home. People are, you see people behaving badly in relationships, you give them advice. They give you the perfect reason why their case is different. This advice can't work with them, for them. How do you force them? So, I'm saying that the reason why the lazy man, these ideas don't come to them to prosper is that the excuses are built up in front of them. So, when they see the hard work, no, they discard. See the hard work, they discard. And number four. Diligence is a personal trait that leads to promotion. I see you being promoted through your diligence and your hard work. Personal trait. It's not, my diligence cannot lead to your promotion. Your diligence cannot lead to my promotion. Personal, personal trait. Character trait. Proverbs twenty-two twenty-nine says, "Seest thou a Diligent, a man diligent in business, he shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. He shall stand before kings. He will be promoted. He will be mixing with kings. Yeah, lazy people, they are always working with totis and criminals and riffraffs and useless people. But you shall work with kings. 
I read this last scripture, Proverbs 15, 19. It says, the way of the lazy man is as a hedge of thorns, but the way of the righteous is made plain. Proverbs 15, 19. It says that when somebody is not hardworking, his way is, is like a hedge. They put a hedge of thorns in their way. It's like they put electric fence, barbed wire, prison bars. He cannot go for it. He cannot go for it. Like he's here. The place he's supposed to go is where the keyboard is. But there's a hedge of tones. Tones are those things that break us. So it's like because of the hedge, we can't go. That's what is in his way. But the, the righteous, which is the hard man, his way is plain. So he's just going. His, his traits, his attitude, his character, his readiness to force and to fight and to move forward is just plain before anything is going. May you move forward from today through your relentless efforts. Today, decide at things you want to work hard at. Decide. Don't just hear it and say, because I've taken extra of your time today. Let it count. Let it pay off. Decide, I'm going to work hard at my business. I'm going to work hard at my, my Christian life. I'm going to work hard at, at the work that everything at my school. Work hard. Yeah. Lua, work hard. It, you have to work hard. If you don't work hard, you, you won't prosper. Yeah, you have to work hard. Currently, what you are busy with is your school. Work hard. Let me not say this one. No, work hard. You have to. It's, it's, it's a trait that you be. Okay, let me say what I, Like yesterday when my children came home, they were really tired. Really, really tired. They got home almost. Five something. Tired. Then they had extra classes. Went to the extra classes. When they finished, they said they were going to sleep. As soon as they finished the class, one ate, one they didn't eat. Then they went to sleep. I was sitting in my room with my lovely wife, being husband and wife, minding our own business. Then I had some movement in my living room. The people who are going to, they are woken up. Going to sleep for one hour and wake up. Yeah, waking up to continue their studies. Yeah, waking up. I, I, I didn't go and wake them. They woke up by themselves. Yeah. You will be sleeping and dreaming by now of cars. Running around at Josini. Yeah, you sleep till the morning dreaming of Barbie. Yeah. They woke up by themselves, Pastor Zolili. I don't know. I don't know. By themselves. If you don't, and it's something that it has been instilled or instilled. My wife, which one is right? Instilled, yeah, thank you. Instilled in them. You don't work hard and see. Me, I will tell, whether you are working hard or not, I will know when the report comes. That's the only time I know. Whether you are staying up watching TV, that's up to When the report comes, I will know. I will know. So, you know, when you get the report from school, as you are coming on the road, you have not opened it or your heart is beating. Kum, 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 kum. Yeah, because the guy is waiting for you at home. Can walk in the house with 52 and you, you can go to your room and sleep. Ha! 
that there's a 52% in your report and you are eating. Like when we make food, you are eating. Like you, and you can take the remote and turn on the TV. Oh, please. Oh, please. If you are not intelligent enough to pass, you are not intelligent enough to watch television. Viva, Bishop, viva. Folks, we'll continue. Please stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer, please. Lift your hands and pray for yourself. Like I said, make decisions on areas you want to work hard at. You want to work hard. Work hard. One of the areas you should work hard at is your Christian life. Your Christian life. Your job. Your relationship with God. Anything that you do for a living, you have to do it with diligence. Diligence. And this is just trait number one. We are going to trait number nine. Pray for yourself right now for grace. Father, give us grace. Give us grace. Give us grace. Give us grace, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. La besotali kababa. Brando bara. Kemosaba. Kayalababa. Branto laba. Skepalula. Lord, help us, help us, help us to work hard at what we do, Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. One area you must work hard at is on your talent or your gifts. Your talent is your natural God-given ability. You must identify it, encourage, and develop it. Oh, yes. It will make you great. La kapakara, brantolaba, kayamaso, kayamaso, linkolaba, kinote pakolaba, brando badi, limpo bala, kayabose, kandolaba. Help us, Lord. Help us, O God. Help us, O God. Help us, O God. Father, thank you for everybody under the sound of my voice. Everybody here, everybody watching, and everybody listening. Help us to work hard. If we are pastors, help us to work hard at building the church. In the name of Jesus. In our jobs. In our school. If we are students, help us to work hard. To press on relentlessly and persistently, Lord. We make a relentless and persistent effort, Lord. In this area. In the name of Jesus. Help everybody under the sound of my voice to work hard at their God-given ability and talent and grace and gift in law that we will develop, Lord. Your word declares that a man's gift brings him before kings and makes him great. It makes room for him. Creates an office for him, Lord. Help us to work hard at developing these gifts, O God. In the name of Jesus. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Why don't you appreciate the Lord? Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.